0: Hey, welcome to the God Taught Me Radio Show. I'm Chris Seinwichter, and I'm here with my main man, pots and pans, T.J. Lori What's up, T.J.? Not too much, Chris. What's going on? My homie with the chrome domey. It's good. I'm excited about today's show, talking about the mind of Christ and how he was fearless, how Jesus Christ was fearless. And uh, the last time we talked about the mind of Christ, we talked about how Jesus was a servant. You know, and we talked about having the mind of Christ how if we could borrow that mind, maybe download it as like a phone app, borrow it for 24 hours, you know, how our lives would be different if we had the exact mind of Christ. So I'm excited for today's show.
1: Yeah, it's good to be uh, back in the in the studio here recording after our last, uh, well, we had a, a week off where we, you know, we took a little Easter break. You were actually away, right? How was your vacation, by the way?
0: It was good. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, went away with the family down to South Carolina, stayed at two different places Charleston, South Carolina. That's for the beautiful. first time. I've been wanting to go there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And uh, and then we wound up uh, spending the rest of the week in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So nice. Played some golf, both miniature golf and real golf. And you they're, know, they're both real golf. They're both real golf because whoever won the miniature golf got to pick where we were going to eat at each night. That's even we more real. Golf. Yeah, yeah. it made it really real. That's awesome so and also we drove a lot of go-karts like as a family we went to this go-kart track they have a lot of go-kart tracks in like myrtle beach Hmm. and in south carolina and it's cool it was like we're racing each other yeah and it's not it was a little upgrade from like the bumper cars on the ocean city boardwalk (laughs) you know these things really really took off and it was funny seeing my 11 year old lauren she was all scared you know what i mean and my wife was bumping into her on purpose it was that's it was a good time so thank you
1: yeah, man, that's awesome. So, and then the week before that, we were actually at Ohana, the juice bar, getting our smoothies and uh, acai bowls and everything. So it's good to be back in the studio. That's right. Getting back into the swing of things, the mind of Christ. Um, so, to to kick it all off, if you were to have the mind of Christ for today, what's our topic? What what would change about your life if mm. you were able to hijack that mind?
0: Yeah, Oh, that's good. Hijack. That hijack, mind. It, man. I like that. Hijack the mind of Jesus. If I could hijack his mind right now and borrow it, I would be fearless because we talked about that. We would be like, oh, he was definitely fearless. You know, he had no fear. And and I want to be that way, but I'm not always fearless. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, you know, that would be like on my wish list, you know, to be totally, totally, totally fearless. And I know it can be accomplished through knowing who God is and trusting the lord you know constantly and that's what jesus did he knew who his father was and he trusted in that which allowed jesus christ to be totally fearless and that's pretty awesome
1: yeah you get a picture of like when you think about jesus because it's it's a little bit different than our lives right we're always kind of like wondering like we've talked about before like god what's your will Mm. you know like what's our will what's your will for our, our lives and we talked about jesus like um, you know, before the show, Jesus came down and had to put himself, Here, here's God, mm. coming down, putting himself into a baby, you know, where yeah. he has to be birthed, and then he has to put himself fully trusting these people. Yeah, it's incredible when you really think about it. It's right? God. Yeah, it's in God. Ha- in human hands. Putting himself in baby flesh, in human hands. Yeah. Which is like, that.
0: It, I would think that would be a scary situation. Yeah, it would be. Because... There was a king at that time named King Herod who got tricked by these, what they call, the Bible calls the Magi. They were like wise men. And they went and they saw the star, you know, in the field and they discovered the birth of Jesus. And instead of going back like they were supposed to, to report to this king, you know, because he was in fear of basically losing his kingdom to another king, he heard a king was born. And so what did he do? He exterminated in that town all the children, all the male babies two years old and younger in an attempt to you know eliminate Jesus Christ It was really Satan you know what I mean in an attempt to destroy the work of Jesus Christ so we wouldn't have a, a, a means and a mechanism to be forgiven of our sins but the father the earthly father Joseph was told in a vision by an angel to get out of there and, and you know because because that was coming that slaughter was coming unfortunately but Jesus knew that, like me and you talked about before the show. He put himself in the most vulnerable position to be born, you know, uh, because he was never created. He was God, you know, so he was never born before. Right, he always existed. Oh, man, when you think about the totality of the whole picture of the birth of Christ and the life of Christ, and like you're talking about God who's sitting on the throne and has those angels worshiping 24-7. He goes down to earth and he's born. You know, as a baby, so humble. You know, he didn't come on a chariot. He didn't pull up in, a, in, a, in an escalade and say, hey, I'm Jesus and you're going to listen to me. Yeah. You know, but, but he, re- he remained humble. He remained compassionate. He remained a servant. And today we're talking about how he was fearless. No fear. And, and if a lot of us can develop that fearless in our lives, you know, we would have a lot less stress, a lot less worry, right? And we'd probably be able to accomplish some of our dreams, you know, because fear, for me, shuts me down, stops me in my tracks. And I know it does it for so many other people, too. You know, when you're in fear, you won't make a move. You know, I, I've had people come up to me in a, in a restaurant one time and say, hey, Chris, you ought to buy this land. And there was a realtor, and he goes, I'll sell it to you for 65000 uh, he goes. I have two lots for five acre lots for sixty five thousand dollars, and I thought, wow, I'd love to buy that land because it was a nice neighborhood and this and that and the other. Well, you know what happened? I didn't buy it, right? Of course, you got to be wise and you got to discern the will of the Lord. But I didn't buy it, and I didn't buy it. I have to confess for the reason of fear. Guess what happened to that land? This thing caught, came called the real estate boom. You remember that? Mm-hmm. The boom hit. The land went up to one hundred seventy thousand a piece. Right, I just watched the whole thing with my eyes. I was like, "Wow, what a missed opportunity!" And it was a missed opportunity. I, I believe like that was a divine appointment, and God was like trying to lead me, you know, to do something that would help me in the future. I didn't do it, but I can tell you why I didn't do it: fear. Right, you know. And I could go on and on uh, other other little circumstances in my life, you know, through my, through different points, and that's just one example of how fear has shut me down. And uh, I try not to let it shut me down anymore. But if I have the mind of Christ, I'll be less uh, susceptible to fear because fear comes to every man and every woman, especially the Christian. You know, because its 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 origin or its beginning is from the devil. That's where fear comes from. So right,
1: it all goes back to like the spiritual attacks that we've been talking about, like the fact that there is a whole other spiritual world that we don't see. You know, there's stuff going on behind the scenes. Our pastor Matt Stokes. Will say he usually says this specifically about Coastal, but like because we spend these times in our staff meetings where we're writing on the whiteboard like planning out things, and he goes, you know, I'm just imagining that Satan is somewhere, you know, with his his team Mm. plotting on a whiteboard things. How, How can we attack Coastal at this time? So he's saying, okay, how can I attack Chris at this time? Like, what can I do to put fear into Chris so that he doesn't make this move to lead this person to Christ, you know, or or something like that, or impact you know, this group of people for God.
0: Exactly. So like,
1: that, it, I mean, it, just to know that, like that it's, there's, <laughs> there's an adversary against us. Yes. That it's like, it's someone fighting against us all the time. Like that helps me to think like, okay, there's, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm afraid. There's times where I'm afraid, but right. it's not just for no reason, you right. know? So, but that also, and that in itself scares me because I'm like, man, how much do I really want to get involved in this ministry stuff? If somebody's always going to be like on the other end, like beating me back. Right. So, but if we're talking about having the mind of Jesus, right. you know, he'd be fearless. Exactly. And he dealt with the same exact stuff that we deal with. You right. know, he was fully man.
0: Fully man. Felt pain, felt emotion. You know, he cried. What Shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Right. You know, he was definitely fully man. And, uh, but yet he was a man without fear. And, and I believe, I don't, I mean, you know, I'm not an expert on it. I don't, I don't have the uh, market cornered. On this but i believe one of the reasons that jesus christ was fearless is because one, he knew where he came from right he had that like you said earlier the backstory. right you get to you know you get to say like all right if
1: you're jesus like you're god too so you are fully man but you're god and you get to see the whole like behind the curtain you right. know you get to like ha- he got that whole story before he lived it as right. a man like he knew it was going to happen he knew that yeah, I'm going to be born into a baby and these people are going to have to place my life into their hands to take care of me. But he also knew, you know, okay, Herod's going to come after me. I'm going to escape that. He knew everything before it happened. He's God. Right. So, you know, just like um, not, to <laughs> not to steal your thunder, but when Lazarus, which we're going to talk about, when yeah. Lazarus died, he actually waited to he go did. and and heal and bring Lazarus back from the dead because... He already knew he knew what he was gonna do. Yeah, you know? perfect
0: timing. He waited for exactly for a reason. Yeah. To raise him from the dead. Uh, he wasn't there at the moment he died and took his last breath. And his sisters, Lazarus' sisters, Martha and Mary are like, Well, why were you know basically, why weren't you here? You know? Yeah. My brother's died. Right. They're like, You're too late. You're too late. He's he, yeah. And uh but what I want to point out with that story is yeah, there is a phenomenal story, one of the best stories in the Bible. Yeah. Jesus raising a man from the dead who happens to be Lazarus. And I was always told that if Jesus Christ didn't use the first name Lazarus, this is how powerful God is, that if he would have just said, Come forth, you know. Everybody would have come. Everybody that would have been dead up until that moment would have burst out of the ground because that's the power of God. That's amazing. I've never thought of that. You know what I mean? We would have had graves that would have been ripped open because he didn't use the first name. He wasn't specific, right? you know, because that's the power of God. But he did raise Lazarus from the dead. But one of the things he said in the book of John, chapter 11, and starting with uh, 41, verse 41, says this, So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up. He looked up in the heavens, and he said, Father, I thank you that you have, H-A-V-E, heard me. Verse 42, I, kn- I know that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. Two things that Jesus said. I thank you that you heard me and I thank you that you always hear me. And we can say the same thing. When you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, one of the reasons you can be fearless is because you can understand and believe and know that God has heard you and that he will always hear you. I mean, you want to talk about destroying fear, if you really believe that God hears you when you pray, you know, you're talking about God hearing you. That should remove all fear, you know, but fear still comes after us. Fear is going to be coming after us for the rest of our days, TJ. It's going to try to stop us and shut us down. I heard somebody else say that there are some books written in the, in the, in the grave, like there are books that have never been published that are written, buried. In the grave because of fear, you know, kept them. And there are ideas and there are businesses that have never been started. Oh, there yeah. are investments that have never been made. Inventions. P- inventions yeah. that have never been happening. There are people who never heard about Jesus Christ because of fear. Hmm. There are people who are still in jobs that have maybe been called out of jobs to go into ministry that w- that haven't left because of fear. And, I- and I'm not saying if you're thinking, oh man, that's hitting me right between the eyes, I'm not condemning anybody because I've been there. I had to leave a job to go into ministry, a job that I loved, you know the the state police, but God called me out, you know and it was and it was scary and there was fear, and there was a spirit of fear trying to stop me and keep me you know from where i was from where I was supposed to go. so fear comes to every man comes to every woman, I believe comes to every child and uh but fear is not of God, and we know that from what the Bible says. I think you have a verse.
1: Yeah. One of my verses that I, I mean, cause I, I definitely struggle with fear. Um, uh, so I feel like almost the older I get, the more I struggle with it, to be honest, which is weird. Like, well, I guess maybe it's not so weird because when you think about it, you have so much more to lose the older you get, you know, right. like when you're a kid, you're not really worrying about like the most I had to my name when I was 17 was a car. So like, and then even after that, you know, I went to college. I graduated college. Well, still, I only had a car. (laughs) I moved across the country. I literally had a car. Like, so you're not really. I don't know that. Just the fear wasn't there like it is now. You don't have any
0: responsibility. Exactly. You don't have any like a lot of obligations. You have some, but you don't have like you are now married, have a house.
1: Right. I mean, there's just more and more and more. Exactly. So more and more compiling on things, and um, so I just find myself thinking about things more, and I find myself. feeling pressure a lot more for, um, just to be able to maintain those things. You know what I'm saying? So sure. I guess there's a verse that I've been kind of leaning on through, through this kind of process that I've been going through over the last few months. Um, and it's second Timothy one, seven, uh, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Um, so, I, I think all three of those things I think are so much more important than fear, right? Like, I mean, love and self control. Oh, like, yeah. th- for me, those are huge. Like, I have to constantly remind myself that I have a spirit of love and self control. Right. Um, but to, to say, like, no, my spirit that comes from God, like the Holy Spirit within me, like, that is not a spirit of fear. Like, it's of power. It's so good. You know, so like, God calls us to do the same things that He did. Right. So and, and that's I, exactly right. And too. yeah, and the only way to do that is if we believe that we have a spirit of power, and right. it, it, and it's His power. We right. have to recognize that our power doesn't come from ourselves. You know, right. even it's his Paul power. says we're borrowing it. We're borrowing, it. and Paul says, yeah, "I boast in my weakness." Right. Right. That's right. So you know, to give God all the glory, because yeah. So that's the thing, right? So like, yeah, we shouldn't fear, but and the reason that we shouldn't fear, right, is because we need to believe that God's yeah. given us His power.
0: And we're not the only ones in ministry who've ever feared. I mean, there was a guy named Moses who God went to and said, hey, spoke to him in a burning bush, revealed himself to him, said, you know, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and I'm calling you to go back to where you ran from because you murdered somebody. But I want you to go back and talk to the king. The king, his name is Pharaoh, and you're going to tell him to let my people go. And what did Moses say? whoa he said I, I can't talk i'm not a talker he said. I, I, yeah basically moses supposedly had a stuttering problem and he said i can't i'm not no you got the wrong guy and god of course said something
1: that's like me on the radio yeah hey <laughs> and that's
0: a good thing because if you're relying on god and we say this verse all the time lamentations 325 god is good to those who depend on him it's a secret of the christian life dependence yep because god shows up stronger for the person who's dependent upon god rather than a person who says, I got this, mm-hmm. I can handle this. I know how to preach the sermon. You know, I've been preaching 100 sermons. like, you know, that's the most dangerous position you can put you in. But if you want to put yourself in a powerful position, you're in the position of dependence. And when it comes to fear, because fear will come to you, and fear, you have to recognize it. And you also have to say, God, according to the Bible, did not give me a spirit of fear. So it's not of God. Mm -hmm. when you're, you know, afraid to do something, especially if it's a work for God. Yeah. You know?
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, because I actually, I started to wonder, especially after I started reading this verse so much, is I started wondering, when I'm fearing so much that I'm not depending on God, Mm -hmm. is it actually sinful?
0: That's a great question. I think... uh... You're, so you're saying, could you worry
1: so much? That I'm actually, because God calls us not to fear and not to worry. You know, there's so many times where he says, don't fear and don't worry. Yeah. You know, and he says, I, you know, I've clothed the, the flowers right. and I take care of the birds in the air. So why are you worrying about what you're going to eat?
0: Yeah, I think I think it could be because the Bible says to him who knows to do right and doesn't do it is sin. So if you're, maybe if you're being overtaken and you're, and you're not trusting God at all, because I, I'm just thinking of Israel when they did not trust god and i'm thinking of god's reaction right what happened yeah right you know when well specifically when he took them almost to the promised land right yeah right and he sent the the 12 spies in to spy out the land those spies came back 12 of them and they were to give a report to all the officials and everybody in in command okay what did you guys see you know and and now remember before they did that god made a promise I give you, I'm sending you, and you're going to take this promised land. They go in, and they came back, and they said, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, there's no way we can take the land. There's giants in the land. We're grasshoppers. We're going to get crushed. We're going to get killed. Forget about it. Wrap it up. Let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back to Egypt. And that was fear. Yeah. They saw with their earthly eyes what they deemed to be giants, and they said, there's no possible way even though God said I promise you you're going to overtake this land so what did they do they relied on their own power their own means and they said our power cannot match their power forget about God we're not going to be able to take this land so all that said and done that happened but the more important thing is how was God's reaction because your question is is it sinful well guess what God's reaction was it's incredible and we forget about it God said because you guys have done this there there were 10 spies that did that that believed they couldn't take the land and only two that believed they could Joshua and Caleb right God said Joshua and Caleb will see the promised land and every person 20 years old and younger only everybody 20 years old or 21 years old and older guess what happened to them before they went into the promised land they died right it took 40 years they walked around a desert over and over and over and over Some again. circles. Till all of them died off. God would not let everybody that believed that, that, that report of fear. God said, you're not going to the promised land. And guess what? They didn't go into the promised land. They died. Yeah. They had a promise from God. They refused to believe it because of the spirit of fear, because I believe it's a spirit, and they were rejected from going in the promised land, and God waited a long time until they died off, and then He took the rest of them into the promised land. Man, that's that's scary. Yeah, it is. You know, I'm talking about fear—that's <laughs> scary. <laughs> yeah, but
1: that should scare you right into right. not fearing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's an oxymoron, right? That should scare you into not fearing, but it's true, or it should motivate you. Motivate you. There you go. Into not fearing, and and trusting God is big on God's list. You know, so. That's why you know I look back at some of the circumstances I feared, and I made bad decisions because of fear. Do you know you can make a bad decision because of fear? Absolutely. I mean, there there there's a good
1: kind of fear that's called. It's not, but it's not really fear. It's called that flight or, fl- or right. fight or flight that mode. Is, yeah,
0: that that is put in your your DNA, your right. system, and, and it's for your protection. God creates that right? right
1: to to make us actually make the right decisions in a scary situation. Right. But that's not necessarily fear. But sometimes that. The same thing can happen when you're in a situation that you're not supposed to fear. That fight or flight mode kicks in. Right. And then you, because of that, you know, you start to panic, your heart rate goes up, you start to sweat and then you make a bad decision that you shouldn't have because, because you allow yourself to have that kick in at the wrong time. Like I've talked about, um, I have like a slight fear of flying Mm. and like every, every now and then when I'm on a plane and we get a little bit of turbulence going on that I feel that fight or flight mode kick up yeah you know and like i think
0: we all do when turbulence hits right yeah i think (laughs) or at least we all start praying (laughs) we
1: all start praying right and i sometimes i think i'm more than uh you know i i feel it more than other people because it's man sometimes it's been bad i've been better recently but sometimes it it used to be a lot worse actually the more i fly the more comfortable i get but um but i'll say like here i am in a situation i'm in a metal tube flying across the sky at 30,000 feet in the air right and i have this fight or flight mode kick in, and there's nothing you can do except for sit in your seat and freak out. Right. You know, like that's not a good time for that to happen. No. So when you're up against something that you fear, that God is straight up calling you, Mm. don't fear this, man. Mm. There's nothing to be afraid of. Right. That's where bad decisions come from, man. Yeah,
0: it does, and I've made them. Yeah. And I've regretted them for years. Yeah. You know, I've made some decisions that I'm like, wow, man, I wish I could just turn back the clock. You know, and you can't. Yeah. But you can learn from it, mm-hmm. you know, and you can learn not to let fear rule your life because it will rule. Yeah. It will. I mean, I mean, and and you could come to church, you can be religious, you can be a Christian, and you can still be dominated or at least hindered by fear. You know, there are things that, I, you know, even just talking to somebody else about the Lord, sometimes that spirit of fear is going to come up on you. Because, oh, it does. Because the last thing the devil wants is you to talk to anybody about the truth. Right. Right. Of Jesus Christ, right? Because it's it's the Bible says that he who wins souls is wise. And I say it once before, but I'll say it again, the word win. There's a battle. There's a spiritual battle. There's good and evil, there's demonic and there's angelic, there's God and there's Satan. You know? So there's a battle going on. And fear is a tactic that the enemy uses to shut Christians down from doing so many different things, even from giving, even from talking, even from, you know, stepping out on faith on something that, you know, God wants you to do. I mean, I I can think of numerous times that I've had fear to do something, even to speak, you know, in certain situations. And, uh, you know, but it's from the enemy, because again, the verse says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. If we would just remind ourselves that when fear comes, we would say, "Well, first of all, I know the ain't of God." I'm not saying I'm going to overcome it or I'm not going to battle it. Right. But I know I know that the return address on the envelope of fear doesn't say heaven.
1: Right. Definitely. You know. That and that's like going back to how we started the episode, right, of like how do you if you could hijack the mind of of Jesus, what would you, you know, what would be different about you and we said you know, you wouldn't fear. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about. Like, why didn't Jesus fear, right? Well, I'm sure part of it was because he's God, but he also knew and he believed who God says he was. So like the next part of that verse is, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power is you got to believe that. You got to, you know, and because if you're not going to believe that, then you're not going to have the mind of Christ. Like that's, that's, it's all, it's all about really belief because then that'll Flow over into the rest of your life. That's so
0: true. That's a great point because if you don't believe it, receive you know, it and believe it. Yeah, <laughs> receive <laughs> it and believe it. It's so true, though. You gotta believe it. There's not much that gets done in heaven without faith, right? You know, not much that gets done without belief. And uh, yeah, if you don't believe that that verse is true, but the more you think about that verse, like if our listeners right now would write that verse down and and say it. Yes. speak it over your life. Yes. speak it over your life. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. Tomorrow, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love. God has not. God has not given me this, but he has given me this. Love and a sound mind. So like, wow, just even saying it here in these couple moments that we're in, you know, fires me up a little bit because I know fear is not of God. I know people are listening to us right now that have issues with fear and you know we all do at times some more than others but i think the way we can all together overcome it is knowing those verses that we've quoted speaking them memorizing them praying about it and the next time fear comes your way you can say to that to that fear you're not from god i rebuke you in the name of jesus christ because you're not of god your address is not of god and if you would picture if you had God and you're in the middle of a football field and in the stands on your right would be God and on the stands on your left would be the devil, you're constantly going to hear from the devil, you can't do it, you can't make it, you're not gonna make it. It's the worst decision you're ever gonna make. All these things will shut you down. On the other side, it'd be God saying, I'm with you, I'll never forsake you, I'm your father, I'll help you. You're gonna make it, just trust me. You know, and that's and that's really, I mean, I know it sounds silly to be in a football. Stadium with just two people watching you and you in the middle, but really that's what it boils down to God is telling you that you can make it God is telling you you can overcome God is telling you through him You can accomplish great things and Satan's constantly telling you the opposite You're never gonna make it, you know marriage is never gonna make it. You're always gonna be in debt You're always gonna be this you're a loser. You're this nobody loves you all these things all lies spirit of fear Straight from the devil and uh, a lie, a lie from the pit of hell. So, if that's you as we wrap up and you're struggling with a spirit of fear or with fear, I want to pray for you right now. And I want to challenge you to get a hold of me and TJ. Some of you have gotten a hold of me uh, recently uh, via email, and you can do that info at godtaughtme.com. Info, I N F O, at godtaughtme.com. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'd love to send you some free resources, which I'm sending out this week to some of you that have emailed me. So God bless you. And uh, I want to pray for you that you will overcome the spirit of fear. And Father, I just pray for our listeners right now, Lord, anybody that's struggling with fear right now that may be bombarded in their mind and their heart and their feet feel like they're frozen and they can't do what you're calling them to do. I pray you would loose them right now from that fear, Lord. I pray you'd remind them of your precious promises. I pray you give them your strength that they would borrow your strength to accomplish great things on this earth, no matter how old, no matter how young. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for them, Father, that they would burst out of this fear and walk by faith and do great things for you and in your name. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Well, God bless you guys for listening. Again, you can get a hold of us at GodTaughtMe.com. We love to hear from you. We love for you to go to iTunes and and uh, give us a uh, Attaboy rating. Yeah, give right? us a
1: good rating on iTunes because you know what, like, and not just for Chris and I, because if this we're trying to get this word out because we want people to know, you know, we, we want people to know God as a Father. That's right. That's the number one. And you can
0: actually help us do that.
1: Yeah, you can help us do that by rating us, because otherwise we're just two guys sitting in a room with a dusty couch in it talking about, you know, nothingness. So right. if it wasn't for God, That's so right. you know, go on iTunes, rate us, and uh, share the message. Share too. the message. Yeah. yeah.
0: Any way you can, you have people say, how can I help you? You can share our podcast. You can rate our podcast. You can do all sorts of things like that, because ultimately it helps us reach more people. Because if we get better ratings, more people see it uh and you know we can reach more people for christ that's the bottom line yeah amen so all right well god bless you guys and we'll talk to you next week with another message thanks for listening